Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. Today we are going to be talking about sleep part two. Part two. Let's get into it. Feed Feed our brains. brains. How, how's it going? Hey, quad. It's going great. Hey, where are you? What are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just chilling here in the hammer. In the hammer. In the hammer. So, if you guys haven't noticed, um, by the just the vibe, because usually we have a good vibe when we're sitting beside each other. Yeah. But today's a little different. You know, we're, trying, we're trying it, something new. We're doing it over the World Wide Web. Over the internet. So, the if problems happen sucks because <laughs> this sucks is how it's gonna guys. be just just yeah. for this episode and then we'll yeah. be back because it's thanksgiving in the canada so exciting yeah okay so let's get into this episode then, all right i'm we? excited um if you haven't already i would go check out episode 10 where we talk about sleep cycles because i'll be mentioning that throughout Ooh. the episode so if you so maybe don't listen to this Listen to that one first. Yeah. And then come back and listen to this one. Yes. So I'll give you a minute to listen to that. You have one minute. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, so let's dive right into it, shall we? Sure. With uh, some sleep deprivation. Ooh, a good one. And do you ever, have you ever thought that you have had sleep deprivation? A hundred percent. Every day when I wake up. A hundred percent. Okay. Um, so first off, I guess we'll start with a basic definition, which is it's when someone doesn't get enough sleep. So you're deprived of your sleep. Really? Yeah. That's wild. (laughs) And actually, it's becoming more popular because people are trying to adjust uh, their sleep schedules or their schedules in general to try to fit in more work. And that is sacrificing their sleep. Sleep. Okay. And with people over the age of 65, Mm -hmm. they experience more sleep problems because um, they are lighter sleepers and they don't sleep as long as young people. So even though like 65, you're probably retired, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, God. Hopefully. You have more time to sleep, but you just don't. Like your body's like, no. So that's why it's also common to have sleep deprivation when you're older. Oh, do you know why older people don't sleep as much or like lighter? Just because. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but like, are we really here for that answer? No. No, because I have so much information that I want to get through and I'm so excited. Okay. And that just wasn't important. We'll take a piece of information because I'm not 65. It's true. If you are, you should look it up yourself. (laughs) Maybe. That's where Google comes in handy. Maybe another episode. Okay, um, so some reasons why you might get sleep deprivation um, include sleeping disorders such as insomnia. Mm. There's also something called sleep. And help me out with this. It's apnea. 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 Yes. Very good. <laughs> um, so it's basically when you're sleeping and your breathing repeatedly stops and starts. Yes, but so you don't. Like you bad. don't realize it most of the time. Yes. Uh, there's also narcolepsy, mm. um, which I go more into that later on in the episode. That's cool. And then there's restless leg syndrome. I didn't know this was a thing. Is that like when you shake your leg, you know, when you're just 
Just no. Sometimes when I'm feeling, <laughs> I just shake my leg. But then it shakes the whole table, so. Well, no, this is for when you're sleeping. Okay. So it's basically when you get an extremely uncomfortable sensation in your legs and an irresistible urge to move them. So it, like, keeps you awake. Hmm. So you're like, I need to move my leg. And then you kind of focus on your leg. I've never heard of that. That's pretty interesting. Neither have I. And Is it real, then? It's probably not. <laughs> you don't know what it is. It um, but I feel like I used to have this when I was a kid or when I was younger because I remember being in a hotel with you sleeping in a bed or maybe I was on the cots. I don't know something. And I was shaking my foot and you're like, Claudia, you keep shaking her foot. Like, stop shaking your foot. I don't know where we were, but it was when we were younger. And sometimes I have like when I focus on trying to fall asleep like I get an urge to move my feet. Hmm. I don't think it's restless leg syndrome. syndrome. Maybe, it's maybe you're just weird. Just me. I probably. <laughs> okay. What um, else? Okay. So other illnesses such as depression, schizophrenia, chronic pain syndrome, uh, cancer, heart disease, and several several other illnesses or um, diseases can also affect your sleeping. Which can lead to sleep deprivation. Right. Uh, there's also other factors such as stress, 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 um, a change in schedule, or a new baby that can't sleep. Oh, buddy, a colic baby. I can see that. <laughs> Me as a not fun at all. As someone who is not a mom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we know people who are moms. Yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so some symptoms of sleep deprivation mm-hmm. are drowsiness, inability to concentrate, impaired memory, reduced physical strength, and diminished ability to fight off infections. So if you have yeah. all of those. That kind of sucks for you. And you should probably, you should probably see a doctor. Go get that checked out. Um, symptoms over time. So if you continuously have sleep deprivation and you aren't able to fix it basically um can cause increased risk for depression and mental illnesses increased risk for stroke heart disease and an asthma attack you can have hallucinations severe mood swings and it can lead to life-threatening causes such as car accidents or using other heavy machinery actually do you have a titillating tidbit for this section i I, not this section go ahead can i add one i'm gonna oh absolutely in um in my kin undergrad oh. uh, we learned that if you go without sleep for 16 hours i think it is um it's actually the equivalent of being over the blood alcohol content for drunk driving so you're pretty much at the same level as if you were drunk driving if you're that That's sleep crazy. deprived right so i people, mean it makes sense people who drive long hours if they don't take a break or sleep or if they're sleep deprived is actually just as dangerous as driving drunk wow yeah so that's my get your sleep it. people very important and don't drive if you don't right. <laughs> what else um so some treatments may Ooh. include uh sleeping pills but often sleeping pills end up wearing off um like their effect doesn't have anything over you anymore and it'll disrupt your sleep so the reason it wears mm. off is because your body gets used to it yeah you pretty much Um, yeah 
And then for serious insomnia, doctors will try light therapy, which means um, it's a reset, it's a body reset for your internal clock. When you said light therapy, I thought you meant like the opposite of heavy therapy for a second. <laughs> like it's just like surface therapy, but then I realized it's like, oh, light or dark. Like, yeah. Um, but that's pretty cool. I didn't know that was a thing that they can yeah. like... But it makes sense to sleep better. You you want to make sure there's no light. Yeah. So that when there is light, you wake up. A little reset. Okay, what else? Okay, so what do you do if you believe that you have sleep deprivation? Because it is a serious thing. We clearly just went over all the things that could result from sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. um, so I strongly advise you to see a doctor or a sleep specialist immediately because, again, some instances can be very serious and life-threatening. So obviously, if you think you have sleep deprivation, we are not giving you all the oh. information because we would yeah. be spending hours on a podcast just talking about sleep deprivation. So if you want to find out more information, there are reputable sources out there that talk that go more into it. We so give you want to put that out there. We give you permission this one time to go Google it. To Google it. Check go it ahead. <laughs> um, so basically, if you were to go to a sleep specialist, they may conduct a polysomnography sure definitely said that wrong but it's basically um, a sleep study that monitors your breathing your heart rate and your vitals and this information will um, basically help your sleep specialist doctor person uh, to help treat you specifically for the way that you sleep so it's not just like a general treatment right specified to you it's specialized for each patient yes which is good because, you know, it's nice knowing that they know what's going on with you. <laughs> I love when just in general. <laughs> I love when professionals do their jobs. It's the best you know, thing in the world. I've heard some stories is pretty bad sometimes. Um, okay, next. I think this is your personal favorite, sleepwalking and <gasps> sleep talking. So exciting. Really. <laughs> so basically, sleepwalking is actually a type of sleep disorder which i did not know oh i did not know that i didn't it is know that called either. parasomnia parasomnia okay yes so parasomnias are abnormal behavior during sleep oh so any abnormal behavior so if i went and ate like something out of the fridge every night that would be like parasomnia that would yes oh. so sleepwalking and sleep talking actually happen during the non-rem sleep cycle so you know if you haven't listened to episode 10 already, it's uh, the last time I'm going to push it on you. So specifically, this happens in the deep sleep. Right. Because... Sleepwalking happens in the deep sleep. Or parasomnia, because yes. it's more than just... Yes, parasomnia. Got it. So the things that happen while we sleepwalk include um, our eyes may be open with a blank look and slightly glassy. That's So terrifying. kind of terrifying. Very terrifying. <laughs> Um, they usually have minimal responsiveness or incoherent speech. So, kind of not really talking. Okay. What else? Uh, and even though sleepwalking is limited to all of this, there are other acts such as, uh, quote, unquote. Nice. I did it right. <laughs> um, you could be running. Uh, it includes routine actions, so getting dressed. Um, you could also move furniture. Like, it's really any actions. Oh. You could eat. It's pretty intense. Okay. Sleepwalking can even lead to very uncommon things, such as people trying to drive. 
that's not great. That's really not not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And sometimes it can also become violent. And they say that when you try to wake someone up when they're sleepwalking, you want to do it. You either want to guide them back to bed mm-hmm. and away from danger or try to wake them up in the least shocking way possible. Right. Because they, this is all happening, but they will not remember a single thing. Oh. So mm. you want to be like, yeah, a little bit wake up, just wake up a little bit, uh-huh. get back to bed, go back to sleep. <laughs> don't, don't, no more sleepwalking. So the peak uh, sleepwalking ages are between 10 and 13. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And obviously there isn't a lot of uh, information, scientifically proven information, because the people who are sleepwalking um, don't actually remember it. So it's usually like bed members or family members who are reporting the sleepwalking right you can't even have them do a subjective like self-report because they don't remember that they're sleepwalking exactly oh sleepwalking can also be caused from sleep deprivation alcohol certain medications and again restless leg syndrome that restless popping up again and stress stress can cause sleepwalking true yeah yeah, so that's with that. Ange, have you ever been told that you slept, walked? Oh, let me tell you. I sure have. Except Take it away. when I've slept, walked, I actually have remembered it. Interesting. But it, but it was like almost like a dream to me. So, yeah, the first time I did it, it was we obviously, had, not us, we were sharing a room, but we had a separate room for our older sister and I remember walking into her room and asking her about cabana dresses from Old Navy because I wanted one. And then something about math. I think I was stressed about a math test. And then I was, so I said something, it was not coherent at all. And then I was like, can I sleep in your bed? And she was like, sure. So that I slept in her bed. Um, so that's the first time that I remember it. And the most recent time I've done it is actually a couple years ago. Um, in first year when I shared a room, I dreamt I woke up my roommate and told her she was late for class and like shook her and I was like, you're late, you have to get up. And then I went back to bed and the next morning she was like, so you woke me up at like five in the morning and told me I was late. And I was, and I was like, oh shoot, I thought that was a dream. So I like, kind of remembered it, but it's That's definitely, hilarious. I thought it was a, like a dream. Yeah. That's, that's kind of scary. It just waking scary. up to someone shaking you. Yeah. Are you <laughs> You're like, late to class. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to talk about sleep talking later in the episode? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so next we're going to talk about sleep talking. Oh, exciting. <laughs> sleep talking is very similar to sleepwalking because it is also part of parasomnias. So unusual behavior that happens while you sleep. Um, but this one... This sleep disorder specifically is called a somniloquy. So like a soliloquy, but som. Niloquy, yeah. Somniloquy. <laughs> sure. um, and that is defined as talking during sleep without being aware of it. Oh, that actually There's something makes sense else. Because a soliloquy is when a character just speaks to the audience without the rest of the characters knowing. That's what a soliloquy is. Bam. You're welcome. Bam. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. There's something called catatherina, which is a breathing disorder that causes audible groaning. Uh, So this is different 
than sleep, sleep talking. talking. That's also kind yes. of terrifying. So what actually happens when we sleep talk? Sleep talking can involve complicated dialogues or monologues um, that are either complete gibberish or mumbling or they're Coherent? comprehensible. Yeah, oh. that, yeah. Uh, one study found that half of recorded sleep talking was not comprehensible or incomprehensible. Um, so the talking was mumbling, lips were moving, but limited noises were coming out, or they were muffled by a pillow or blankets. Oh. And can I just say, seeing someone's lips move and no noise but come out, slight noises would be absolutely terrifying. That sounds like demonic possession. Yes. <laughs> and then the other half was comprehensible. So they had actual similar parallels, parallels <laughs> um, within like the English grammar. So there was oh. actual spaces between like words. words. Yeah. And like probably like sentence pauses. You know how you pause after a sentence? Yeah. So, you know, people aren't completely um, terrifying when they speak in their sleep. And they speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sleep talking is very rarely involved drawn-out conversation that are long. So people just aren't going to talk for a long time. Very rare to happen. And you sleep talk, yes? I do sleep talk, actually. Shall I'm we talk about that? Let's I'm talk about talker. that. I'm a sleep talker. I'm a sleepwalker. I've no. been told. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Miss Parasomnia. Is that the word? I don't remember. Parasomnia. Um, Parasomnia. Oh. Miss Parasomnia. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been told by multiple people that I talk in my sleep. Most of the time, it's gibberish. I've been told I just, like, in my sleep. Very few times it's been comprehensible and, like, actual words. Or I'll say, like, a statement, like, oh, like, you didn't turn the dishes on. Like, something like that, where it's, like, it doesn't really make sense. Um, dishes can't be turned on. Right? Like, eat your dishes. What? Um, but... Yeah, usually it's not comprehensible, and I actually don't remember when I sleep talk. Which makes I, sense. Yeah, That's I have normal. no idea. So, you know, some sometimes it is what it is. It is what it is. Do you sleep well, talk? Well, do you know? I don't think so. I haven't. I haven't been told. I haven't heard you that sleep, I sleep talk, talk before. I don't think. Yeah, I have been in the presence of people sleep talking. I can't remember a specific one where you were sleep talking. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's happened before. Um, I know but Jillian, I had like, oh yeah, we she's definitely room, right? heard you. She's heard me sleep. I think she actually has a video of me sleep talking. That would but, be hilarious, yeah. and we'll need to get our hands on that footage. We'll ask her. Okay, sorry. What were you gonna say? Um, I have been in the presence of someone sleep talking, and I just remember them sitting up. I don't know why I was waiting. I think I was like slightly sleeping, mm -hmm. and they just said something, and I was just like, huh like hello like are you okay and then they said something else and then they just went back to bed i'm like okay and then when Sick. i brought it up the next morning they're like i have no idea i did that and i'm like no yeah. it's okay it's fine it's fine so you're not alone studies found that 66 percent of people have experienced sleep talking which wow. makes this one of the most common parasomnias that's pretty common 66 percent yeah that's more than half Wow, she knows how to math. <laughs> uh, with that said, it is not common to happen regularly in your sleep. Oh, uh, okay. So yes, 66% of people have experienced this, but it's not necessarily like regularly. Yeah. Got it. So what causes sleep talking? 
Uh, there's actually another sleep disorder. Oh, this is actually another sleep disorder that is hard to analyze because, again, people don't always remember it. So it's not reported by them. It's not self-reported. Right. But there's evidence that there might be genetics involved in this, too. Wow. All the genetic sleep Lots disorders. Sleep talking also appears more often in people that have mental health conditions. Uh, the most frequent one is post-traumatic stress disorder. So that I could might that. cause, yeah, sleep talking. Um, but with that said, most cases of sleep talking do not relate back to mental illnesses. Right, or any trauma or any of any sort. Yeah, like just because you have sleep talked before doesn't mean that, that that's you have the reason why. PTSD. I just want to say exactly correlation does not equal causation just because something is correlated does not mean that it absolutely causes it I read that and oh, I didn't wow. read that I was taught that Good. in a class a couple weeks ago nice okay next my favorite topic that I know at least one person who listens to us is excited for and that is sleep paralysis Ooh. Scary. Ange, have you ever had sleep paralysis? I have not. Have you? I, like, think I have. I don't know. I think I have, but it's not as severe as some cases. Right. So what is sleep paralysis? What is sleep I paralysis? Don't know. Tell me. <laughs> it is a temporary inability to move that occurs right after falling asleep or right before waking up. And people usually... Um, are aware of these episodes that they go through. Um, They also might include hallucinations and a sense of suffocation, which we will get more into later. But this is different from um, the other parasomnias because you are aware of it. But so is not being aware of it. Is it not a parasomnia then? Is it something different? So it's actually called a REM parasomnia because it happens during the REM sleep. Which we know is quite different from light and deep and all that other jazz. So sleep paralysis is a condition that is identified as a brief loss of muscle control, which is known as atonia. And this happens during the REM cycle so that it prevents you from acting out your dreams. So Uh. you just stop having control over everything. So you don't start, so you don't start I don't know, what do, you, people, what do people in do in dreams? dreams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you have sleep paralysis, it's when you wake up too fast from REM. Um, your REM sleep. Mm. Yeah. And that atonia is still like has control over your, bro- your body pretty much. Mm-hmm. But your consciousness and your brain is awake. So you're oh. able to open like be conscious Mm-hmm. but not be able to move. It sounds like it's like a disconnect between the sleep centers in your brain and like the muscle centers. So it's actually a sign that your body isn't able to move through the different sleep cycles smoothly. Oh. So that kind of like makes choppy. sense. Yeah. That it's like a disconnect, yeah. Right. Um, so there are actually two types of sleep paralysis, which are there's isolated sleep paralysis and then there's recurrent sleep paralysis right um isolated is when someone has an episode that is not connected to underlying diagnosis of narcolepsy which is a neurological disorder that prevents the brain from properly controlling wakefulness 
Okay. So it's when it's happened once mm-hmm. and you you don't have narcolepsy, basically. Right. And reoccurrent sleep paralysis is when it happens multiple times, but it's still not related to narcolepsy. So is there sleep paralysis that is related to narcolepsy? Because both of those you said they're um, not related to narcolepsy. Or did I yes, so narcolepsy is a, a reason why people have sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Because their body isn't fully able to control their wakefulness. Yes. So it's easy to slip into that like very fine Weird. line between being awake and being right. asleep. So does yeah. that mean there's technically three types, narcolepsy and then the other two you talked about? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because there's someone with narcolepsy will be prone Usually. to sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. And then there's people who don't, yeah, have who have it either it's isolated, so it's once or like a couple times, but not really. And then there's people who constantly have it. Right. Got so it. I was talking about how I think I had, I think I had sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be in the isolated because it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. It's only happened twice, I think. Right. So the first time I was laying in bed and I was at my college house mm-hmm. and I was facing the door and I think I was like fetal position facing the door and then I like opened my eyes. See, the reason for me is because it felt like a dream, but it felt so realistic that I'm like, this has to be real. And usually oh. in my dreams, in my rooms there's like something that's weird in it but this was like I opened my eyes I was in the exact same position as I should be an orientation in the room and then basically I was like okay can't move and then hands started coming up from under the bed no and it was like they weren't touching me or anything and I was kind of freaking out but I knew what was going on right like I knew that I wasn't able to move So I just didn't do anything. And I think I eventually just fell asleep. Right. And then I woke up and I'm like, okay, that just happened. That is terrifying. I've had dreams where my back spasmed, like one of my muscles. And in my dream, I was dreaming that I had wings and they were growing. And then someone chopped them off and my back was spasming. And then another time, my back was spasming again. And I had a dream of demon was coming out of my back and like I woke up and I looked and behind my door it just looked like like there was a shadow that was like there and that was the demon that was like coming out of my back but it was a dream I don't think it was sleep paralysis because like I didn't try to move damn but yeah, yeah it was it was very intense see the second time it happened it was kind of my fault because I was really into vivid dreaming Mm-hmm. No, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. And because I was, I was at work and we were talking about it. And I'm like, well, I want to try to get into lucid dreaming. And we'll, I want to do another episode on just dreaming alone because it's amazing yeah. and There's a lot crazy, all that stuff. But basically to get into lucid dreaming, they suggest that you have to go through the phase of like sleep paralysis so your brain is still awake, but your body's asleep, and that's how you dream, and you're able to control your dreams, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So that was me trying to, like, get in to that to very fine line of sleeping and not right. sleeping. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that was completely my fault. Like, I knew I was getting... And I think yeah. that's why I didn't freak out for the second time that it happened, because I'm like, yeah, like, 
This is what I want. I didn't end up dreaming the way that I wanted to, but it was right. fine. So what does sleep paralysis, like, actually feel like? Like, what is your body going through? Um, so the main symptom of sleep paralysis is obviously not having the ability to move, but it is also estimated that around 75% of people have hallucinations while experiencing sleep paralysis. Um, there are three types of hallucinations that people can go through. There's the intruder hallucination, terrifying, which includes a perception that there is a dangerous person or presence in the room. Yeah. Don't First of all, that. even if I'm, if if I can move and I still feel that, like, don't. that's terrifying. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's chest pressure hallucinations, which is known as incubus hallucinations um, that make you feel like you're suffocating right so again even if i was able to move like not not a fun thing to go through and then lastly there's vestibular vestibular motor hallucinations which give you a feeling of movement such as flying and out-of-body experiences so i've heard this before that people have out-of-body experiences that counts as sleep paralysis so those are some hallucinations that you can oh, have. That you're like wow. in the corner of your room and you can see yourself. And you're like projecting. You're like... Basically, yeah. You know? So because of these terrifying hallucinations, uh, 90% of the episodes are soded, uh, soded, associated with fear while only a small amount have pleasant hallucinations. So it's not all bad, but it's 90% bad. 90%. Right. Yeah, Whenever bad. I think of sleep paralysis, I always associate it with negative connotation. Um, episodes can last a few seconds to a whole 20 minutes, but the average is six to seven minutes. That's a long Which time still to seems be pretty long to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so causes can be, um, again, like I talked about, a sign that your body isn't smoothly going through different sleep stages. Um, exact cause isn't really known, but some possible causes are related to sleep disorders, um, and certain mental health disorders. Hmm. Also, if you sleep on your back, this might induce sleep paralysis more than other sleep positions. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because, um, like your body's able to fall asleep, like your body itself is able to fall asleep faster. Hmm. So maybe so waking up, you you wake up kind of, didn't you say you when you wake up too fast out of REM? Yeah. Right. So maybe you're just towing that like line. Trigger some, something. Right. Wow. <clears throat> What's next? Yes. Um, helpful tips for someone who has sleep paralysis or goes through it. Again, we're not doctors. If you, if it's seriously keeping you awake and you want to do something about it, go see a doctor. Go, go see, see a, doctor. a sleep specialist. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously listen to us, but now I'm telling you, go do something about it if it's seriously affecting you. You got this. Um, But some helpful tips, you know, try to keep a bedtime and wake up consistent schedule. Right. Uh, Make sure that you are in a comfortable sleep environment, reduce light exposure while sleeping, and practice meditation. This may be helpful. You know, get your get your nerves down if you're stressed. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't have sleep paralysis, those are good tips to just do. Honestly, facts. Okay, we're going to be talking about our titillating tidbit. Titillating tidbit. 
Um, this was a suggested topic to talk about, and it's the Uberman sleeping. Do you have any idea what that is? The Uberman sleeping? Uberman sleeping. Like Uber the car service and man like male <laughs> Uberman? Not quite. I think okay. it's supposed to mean like the Ultraman, Ultraman like, Uber? like Uberman. Oh, okay. So yeah. tell me about it. <laughs> Basically, it's a sleep schedule consisting entirely of 20-minute naps spaced throughout the day. That is not a thing. That It is a thing. It's, no And way. apparently it's for the Ubermen. <laughs> I do know that 20-minute naps are the most ideal naps because you don't get into deep or REM sleep. So it's like a light sleep, which makes you feel refreshed, but not super deep yeah. where you feel groggy. But that cannot be a thing. What? It's actually called a poly phasic 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 polyphasic um which so most people sleep in polyphasic because you get all your sleep within one one, one time of the day um yeah but polyphasic don't know if i'm saying it right but i'm just gonna say it confidently so that say people think i'm saying it a right a bunch of different times <laughs> yeah yeah but basically it's when your sleep is spread out throughout the day so it's over several times and not just one. Do you know if it's like been thought to be more beneficial or anything? Um, so the website was probably biased, the the ones that I saw, because they're like not sleeping eight hours. That how that's that might not be right. You frick that's like, not proven. Yeah. You <laughs> so uh the Uberman specifically consists of Seven. Seven 20-minute naps spread equally throughout the day. So, I mean, hey, if you want to try it... Can I, I'm too tired right to ahead. do math right now. How many hours of sleep is that total? 20, 20 times uh, 7? 20 times 7. 20, 20 times 2 is 14. 140? How many hours is that? 160. 120. No, that would... Okay, <laughs> Why this is why exposing are we your inept? math skills. Why are we inept at There's math? so much technology around us. Okay, here, and I, we I got an actual calculator. You're right, 140 divided by 60, that's 2.3 hours. Was it 140 minutes? Yeah. I'm pretty good. Good job. Still pretty good. good job. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like you'd have to be really good at falling asleep. Yeah. Like just instantly falling asleep. Yeah, I am not because the if Uber you can't, man. like you're laying in, you're wasting. You are. We are not Ubermen. We're not Ubermen, unfortunately. Yeah, you're probably wasting five minutes of that twenty minutes trying to get to sleep. Yeah. So mm. uh, there are actually possible dangers of doing this. So maybe do this, but be careful. Um, this includes lower cognitive function, uh, trouble operating heavy machinery or cars. And actually significant hormone imbalance, which I don't know why. Your hormones what are the connected said. to your sleep sometimes. Like the release of Well, hormones. there you go. You know how your body, yes. we were talking about when you're sore, your body recovers during sleep? So it's, yes. it's tied into that. So if you're not getting oh, yeah. enough sleep, that makes sense. your body doesn't have time to recover. That Why would you even do that? I... I have no idea. Why? I don't know. You know, I kind of want to try it out for at least like two weeks 
just to see if it's different. I know I won't because I'm not able to do that. But maybe someone, someone who's listening, try it out. Make sure you have nothing else to do. Don't be in school. Don't be working. Just try to succeed and be an Uberman. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was it for me. That was Great. all the information I got. Job, yeah. I learned something new for sure. Yeah, I hope you guys did too. Yeah. I, I'm i definitely going to do an episode on sleep eventually. Uh, probably dreaming? not anytime soon. Or not, I'm not sleep, dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not within the next couple weeks. Only because I talked two episodes about sleep. Yeah. Let's get some like technology in here, you know? Oh, yeah. So let's bring it back to... I don't know. We'll see. We'll play it back. <laughs> the, old, the oldies. <laughs> yep. But if you guys have any sleep stories that you want to tell us, um, feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us. Are you into the email? Our email is my sister knows why. No spaces, no nothing. At gmail.com. Okay, no, I should say my sister knows why yeah. at gmail.com. Right. But there are no spaces, no but there nothing are no spaces in it. or anything else. Yeah. yeah. Email, Email us. us your stories about sleep paralysis or sleepwalking or sleep talking or anything weird you did while sleeping yeah. because we want to know. Maybe we'll, and maybe we'll it share it if you're the, comfortable with the that. The beginning of the, ep- the next episode. We'll see. If you don't already, <laughs> follow us at My Sister Knows Why, No Spaces, No Nothing. Uh, follow us on all the major podcast platforms. We got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts podcast spotify stitcher check us out check us out leave a rate and review five stars yes 10 out of 10 yes i actually we have been getting i think we've gotten two more since the last couple episodes so keep at it and someone actually wrote like a written not a written i guess a typed out review and they're like you're doing great i'm like thank you you. we're trying we're trying you know already next week i i don't know what we're gonna talk about i think it's gonna be a mystery Oh, next week is a mystery. A surprise. Tune in. Yeah, definitely tune in. Definitely. Don't Google mysteries. Don't. Don't do that. Okay. But please do get professional help if you think that you have sleep deprivation. Yes, we give you permission. And that's it from us. All right. Cool beans. So uh, if you didn't know. Now you know. All right. Goodbye. Okay.